but I'm really shy. My loving ways just get me by. I ride the baddest sounds around. I'm guaranteed to throw down. The only difference between you and me, and that is that I'm sexy. I'm an angel possessed with some devilish eyes with a curvy hip to make an angel. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you, man? Hey, Mike. How are you? Good to see you. Good. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing our movie today. We're going to watch with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You're going to watch a movie on YouTube, and you're going to listen to our show at the same time. And our show right now is streaming first on MutinyRadio.fm. There's our little tag. You can listen to us first, Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. You type it into a browser. You can try to find a streaming app that will stream this uh, internet radio and listen to us. We're also a podcast by our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, easy to remember. And we are streaming via the video on YouTube right now. Check out our channel L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, what is the movie this week? Today, we will watch Corvette Summer 1978. Corvette Summer 1978. Everybody knows it's C-O-R, that V-E-T-T-E. Everybody knows that. Corvette Summer 1978. The channel we like is Classic 70s Adventure Comedy. There's a bunch of them there. Yeah, Classic 70s Adventure Comedy. That's got to be the channel you pick if you want to be in sync with us. Okay, so we are watching... 1978's Corvette Summer. You go ahead, type in Corvette Summer, 1978. You're going to see Super 70s action uh, channel. Super 70s adventure comedy. Okay, that's what you got to look for. As if you haven't subscribed to that channel. We want you to find that link. We want you to click the link, then hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we say go, press go, and we'll watch the movie at the same time. I'm here with Carl. Carl is a very funny comedian. Uh, no. Killing it. Killing it on social medias. Killing it on the uh, other internet radios. <laughs> and uh, 
he is the producer. So not only did you, he do the theme song, but he yeah. went out of his way to interview a celebrity comedian who's yeah. going to tell a little bit about themselves and then give us the celebrity comedian countdown. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Stacey Kendro. Welcome, Stacey. How are you? I talk like that, I'm so nauseous. Hi. We've known each other a long time. You're a regularly booked at Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. This is how we got to know each other. Yes. You even did a little filming there. You've got like, I, I, I'm in a webisode. You've got a web uh, show called web The Albanian show. Assassin. Yes. Tell us about it. Uh, you know, I think it's, not that I think, but it um, was really born out of the pandemic and like there was no place for, as you know, comedians to perform other than like Zoom and, you know, make it, trying to make your cat laugh or whatever. You know, it was just a weird period of time. And um, I started doing these character vignettes that were just basically selfie videos of like weird people. It was basically this woman, Karen, who's sort of like yeah. my mother, as you know. Anyway, then I, it was really born out of a few things. One is I've always been a fan of noir in like 1940s and 50s, black and white sort of crime movies. And I took a deep dive. This is years ago though. I took a deep dive and like started to learn about the source material for those movies, which is mainly like short stories that were published in like Black Mask and magazines like that by like really famous people like uh, Dashiell Hammett and Raymond Chandler, you know, and the authors of um, that they're uh, famous there uh, one about the um, the thing, you know. Yeah, um, that's right. I remember that, that book. The Maltese Falcon, the Maltese Falcon, for example. Whoa. Right. So that source material for that is. Um, I can't, yeah, he's Dashiell Hammett wrote that. Anyway, so I really went down this whole thing, uh, studying and reading a ton of that. And, and then, you know, it was a combination of that and maybe, you know, Richie uh, Carucci telling me like crazy stories of like his friends and just like stuff that he's done. And maybe another combination of like Sopranos. It's kind of like. Yeah. So the, the character came out of me making selfie, like driving on FDR with my iPhone, like shooting the highway and shooting the Brooklyn Bridge and like me pretending to be like some kind of gangster. <laughs> That's like the truth. Because you are Albanian and you are an assassin in the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think it used to be you would, um, I'll take care of your ex for you. Right? Yeah, this, that's how it started. I would make like a little, almost like a, some kind of a, you know, a PSA uh, of like how I'll kill people for you if you need <laughs> But you specialized in, in exes. And that and that's when it was really weird. Like nobody was like, I remember going to um, Staples to get stuff for the office, the home office or whatever, because like people weren't going out. It, that was like in the really weird part of the pandemic is when I yeah. started making these films, whatever they are, iMovies. Yeah. Now, way before the pandemic, way back in history, you once shared a stage with Joan Rivers. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, Joan was, like, so, like, incredible to me. Like, she, her face was impressive. It was, like, it was, like, porcelain. It just, like, didn't move. And it was, it was sort of pulled back. It was very strange. But she was lovely, actually. And she was, um, I asked her about comedy. You know, I just was, like, what was it like? You know, yeah, so I opened for her. But I got to talk to her afterwards, and I just said, like, what was it like when you started? Like, was it, I because I knew at the time there was like no women doing it really. Right. I mean, there was 
poetry stuff, but there wasn't like, and she said, oh, it wasn't hard, honey. You know, she said, I, I, went, I went around with George Carlin and, and, uh, and Bill Cosby. They took, you know, they took me around the village. She doesn't talk like that, but that's my impression. Of mm -hmm. uh, they took me around the village, she said. And then they did, and I, she, so, so for her, because, you know, she had a circle of friends, it wasn't as difficult as you might think. Yeah. And then she said, hey, listen, honey, they give you like about a minute. She goes, if you're famous, maybe 30 seconds. No, she not just, that was the other way around. She goes, they yeah, give yeah, you 30. Yeah. They said that basically, you know, the audience sizes you up if you're female mm -hmm. uh, very quickly. So that was, um, it seemed profound at the time. I was yes. just like, whoa, you know. <laughs> well, she's talking about an earlier time in comedy when there were certainly less comedians and less women comedians, certainly, right? There was no comedians. I mean, I think like when she started, there was like, they could go up at a, at a room where they have music. There was no yeah. comedy room. Right. Uh, it was that far back, you know? Yeah. Comedy yeah. certainly has grown. Okay, now you are a Boston girl, uh, wicked funny, and we always hear that accent come out after, in the middle of a set when you're getting crazy or after a few drinks. But then you moved to New York. You lived, yeah, you lived in New What? Uh, is it Queens? Is it Brooklyn? You lived for, here for a long time, and now you're back in Boston. Tell me about this journey. What brought you here? What made you go home? I mean, just, that's just life stuff. You know what I mean? But I did, I did go to New York because I wanted to like do the New York scene. And I, when I first got to New York, I really made a lot of headway in terms of like, I worked at Atlantic city. Like they book you for the whole week, uh, at the travel yeah. Canada. It's different people run it now and whatever. But back then it was like, they gave you a condo and they give you food and they, you, you know, you did like <clears throat> nine shows or something and it was great. And I did like upstate New York. I did all the clubs. I really, I just wanted to hit a different market because yeah. Boston seemed a little saturated. I'd done a lot of the fundraisers. I'd done a lot of towns and, and I just wanted to like, I guess, spread my wings. And I, and I actually did uh, several projects that based on, because of that move that I wouldn't have done if I didn't go to New York. Like, uh, I was in Ladies of Laughter, um, and I, I recorded Gotham Comedy Live, and Seinfeld was nice. there. So I, yeah, and I did um, Friars Club. Like those are some of my highlights. I feel like that. Now, what was Ladies of Laughter like? I mean, you were one of the finalists, one of the runners up, right? Yeah, I was second place, and uh, it was really yeah, it was good. I mean, it was like for the whole damn contest, which is like you know, it was actually a big deal because it was a lot of women, and round one. I was like the wild card, like they selected the winners, but they wanted to take a wild card um, and they took me and then I almost won the whole thing. It was really kind of mm -hmm. cool. And, and the night that was the, the you know, finals was at uh, Turning Stone Casino, upstate New York, which mm -hmm. is beautiful. I remember my car had no air conditioning. I had the windows open, I was sweating. It was like mm -hmm. so hard to get there. Like I had this crappy car and no air conditioning, just like sweltering, like a six hour drive, but it ended up being so great. Yeah. And I met, uh, Tammy Pescatelli, who back backstage, she said to me, like, you know, she was sort of like rooting everybody on and she was like lovely, but she was just saying like, good job or whatever to everyone. And just, she was hosting it. But when I got off stage, she looked at me and she went, you know, what? you are a great writer. She's like, you have great jokes. And yeah. I was like, wow, she didn't have to go out of her way to say that. Like she wasn't yeah. gaining anything by telling me. So I love her now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah. Now I, you know, I, when I see you, You've got a Cosmo in your hand, in the stemware. It's in your uh, one of your headshots, right? Oh, I mean, you just 
well, no, it's the it's the triangular. What you know, a Cosmo glass with the, oh, yeah. with the uh, olive sticking out of it. I mean, this is your look. It really compliments you. How did you arrive there? Just by drinking them? Well, I don't drink martinis, but I just wanted, you know, my first headshot. Well, not my first, but like kind of like the second headshot I did wow. with a professional photographer. I think I was working on ships at the time. I'm trying to remember. I just came off working on ships. So I had this dress that, like, I would never wear in a million years now. But um, it was, like, a 50s dress. Like, if you can imagine, you know, the dress that, like, Marilyn Monroe is, like, she goes over the steam, you know, the grate in the city and the steam. That dress, except in black. Uh Um, So I wanted, and and I wanted my headshot to be retro. I just wanted, so I rolled my hair a certain way, like I, you know, I wore that dress and I I had the martini glass and I really wanted a lit cigarette, but we were in a soundstage and my friend was like, you can't really do that. You know, you can't have, it's terrible. Yeah, You can't smoke. So, um, but anyway, so that was just sort of this idea. Of course, on stage, I wear Adidas, so it doesn't make any sense. But (laughs) But the Cosmo's still there on stage. Cosmo, yeah, yes, yes, it is. I know, and I started doing that. I used to have like a fake Cosmo. I wouldn't even have booze in it. But now I'm older. I'm like, just put the booze. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) It enhances your act. And talking about the 50s stuff, you've got some of that material, right? About how great the 50s was in your opinion, you know? Yeah. What is it? uh, You know, I mean, you have to be able to take a punch, but you don't got to work. Basically say that it was better than, you know, I'm sort of like making fun of how ridiculous, like the children have to wear a helmet just to walk down the street and things like that. I actually have a book, a comic recommended a book called The 50s. I just bought it used on Amazon. It's like this thick. I'm going to show it to you right here. So uh, this is, it's probably a lot more dense than I am, but I'm probably going to through it to to you know expand upon that bit we should talk about before we go i'm not not trying to tell you how to do your show but i want to squeeze this in our webisode that we did because you were so good at it oh thank you well all i did was get popped right well we we, killing carl that was the original title and then i shortened it to just uh carl i think i don't know i changed the titles all the time but yes you were you were good what i love about making them is that i'm learning each one i make I learn a lot. So like the next one I shoot, I'm definitely using three cameras. Like there's no, because when you go to edit, you really want everything covered. And it, you know, was making it harder for myself. um, The other way. So yeah, guerrilla shooting. I'm totally digging it. I mean, it's only really without the credits. It's I think three and a half minutes long. It's not a long, it's not even a good like story arc, but I just love making them. So they're going to get more, I think, uh, elaborate as I go. Like the next one, I want it to be 15 minutes and I want it to be like a full story. Chris We're going to kill Roach. one guy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Multi- well, Chris Roach was really great in it. I mean, he really, okay. yeah. And the, the music you put under him was very intense. It aided the situation. He was good, but I'm a good director. And so yeah, I feel like is. I got the best performance out of everybody because I know what I'm doing. I might not know totally what I'm doing with editing and stuff, but I do know directing after. So I, I enjoyed that a lot. Now I was going to go to where can people find you out on the internet, on social media. So let's start with the YouTube channel where we would find it's just Stacy Kendro, right? Right. No Ian Stacy. So if you just go to like youtube.com forward slash Stacy Kendro, and then what, what comes up, there's, you know, there's two channels. One has the, I don't know why it's like this, but they're sort of connected, but, the one with the mob shorts, you'll see because it'll say Albanian assassin. There'll be a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
The other one's stand-up. So how else can people find you out there on the Snapagrams and the Insta chats? Well, my website is stacykendro.com. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Stacy K Meow. I don't know why. I think I thought it was going to be like an art, uh, you know, page, and then it's now it's not. But um, it's all stand-up stuff. But I also have a blog that I might be um, expanding upon at some point. That it's got a lot of blogs in it. It's, it's old. It's from like. 2010 or something. It's uh, Stacy's mm -hmm. Funny Hot Girl. It'll come if up. If you Google Stacy Kendro blog spot, <laughs> it'll come up. Yeah, it'll come up. Yep, that's right. Okay, so it's yeah. S A T. Okay, so there's no E in Stacy, and then it's K E N D R O, K E N D R O for everyone at home. Okay, now, Stacy, everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same moment that we press play here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Stacy Kendro, and give us that? Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Okay, ready? Drum roll, please. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Okay, three, two, one, go. Thank you so much, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian Countdown. I look forward to listening to it later. Oh, we are going retro on this uh, intro. Please stop sticking your finger up my ass, says Leo the Lion. Oh, is this the particular Corvette? This is not the Corvette. Look at it. Oh my God. I don't know. I can't tell cars. I'm not a gearhead. I, will I enjoy this movie? You can't tell that that's not a Corvette. Probably a Valiant or something like that. Okay, my first criticism, because I'm an asshole. Yes. These titles don't match the background that we're seeing. Right now, we're at a junkyard in Lancaster, California, and they're crushing cars. You know how that goes. See how it doesn't match the background? I think it's too flashy for this. Maybe they was trying to do a contrast. I'm yeah. Not... Yeah, like a little glamorous. So they don't ever go to Las Vegas where they, they have glimmery lights like that. Oh, yeah, we go to Las Vegas, all right. It's appropriate okay. for the theme of the story of the movie. But right now, it's not. Yeah, well, it could I be just more think it's glaring compared to it doesn't blend. It obviously looks like a layover. Is that the word? Now, are you offended that the brand name is in the title of the film? No, not at all. You're not like this is one long ad for a Corvette? Uh, I'm not like this is one long ad for a Corvette. I think that Corvette w is part of, you know, this is like a snapshot of her culture. Here's a guy who loves cars. His name is Mark Hamill, but not really. In the movie, he is Kenny. Kenny, where is it? He's Kenny, okay? He's got a funny okay. last name. Uh, look at man spreading. Dauntley. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Now look what he finds on the floor, on the ground, a Corvette. Ba 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 boom! This is one crazy Corvette summer. It fell right off of that Corvette. They're about to junk. And he's gonna now, say what? No, don't junk say, that stop! Corvette. Now look, there's Danny Bonaduce, the asshole. There's right. Wendy, who we saw last time in stewardess school. Wait, she just went under the car though. There she. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, Wendy Joe. Really, yeah, she's not prominent in this movie. Now, first thing I want to say, Mike, is look at that hunk of junk. There's no way you can fix that up. Now, he's really freaking out. Corvette! Hey, Mr. Stop the machine! 
See, this is a high school auto body shop and what they're or auto shop. And what they're doing is they're going to look for a junked car that they can build. And Mark Hamill sees a Corvette. I got to stop that calling that. Kenny Dantley. Kenny Dantley. Look at it. What a hunk of junk. I also noticed behind him that the Lincoln lawyer is looking for a new car. <laughs> so he finally finds what it is, but he doesn't even know what to do. But there's a big red button. Boom. Crush it, crush it. Saved the Corvette. Danny Bonaduce playing a regular human being in a 1977 movie is hard for me to process. Well, the thing is, he really plays a dork, a jerk. He's just stupid and outgoing, and it's the perfect role for Danny Bonaduce. You know, in my research, I did not look him up. That's how much I hate him. Right. Well, he has a reality show called Breaking Bonaduce. So if you ever want to know more about Danny Bonaduce, go ahead and <laughs> dig that shit up. That's the thing about him. Like, he was such a fuck up and made so many wrong life choices. Then he does these interviews and tells you all about it like he right. liked it. Because he wants we know. to. Okay, here's well, mom. Right. Go ahead. And finish Oxy. your thought because she's going away. Oh, no, no, no. Let's see, mom. I I'm just bitching about Bonaduce. Okay, this is Jane Johnson. This is her film premiere. And she'll go on to be in Witches of Eastwick and other things. She's, um, she didn't have a very big career, but she does a good job here. And what the director and writer is having us learn is that she's a very loose mom. She's kind of about herself, not about him. Yep, yep, that tracks. Where were you tonight? I was out with so-and-so. He's in real estate, you know. Danny Bonaduce, right? We know him from the Partridge family. And then he became like a personality. He was a radio uh, DJ for a long let's time. Fuck him. Let's not give him. Look, I'm only okay. gonna talk about. I want to. I want to put up the sound when he's acting like a duh duh dork. Okay. okay. Other than that, we're done with Bonaduce. Now, this movie came out what a year after Star Wars. Yeah, this came out right after Star Wars, and Mark Hamill, or his agent, I don't know, was very concerned that he's going to, because he was he was already typecast after one year. He was Luke. Sure. So they wanted, he wanted to do something completely different, and here he is as a high school student um, in an auto shop. That's what he loves. He knows everything about cars, uh, and he was trying to depart himself from the heroic Luke Skywalker. Okay, now what they're trying to do here is tell us he's a bad student because all he cares about is cars. He doesn't care about music. He doesn't care about right. girls. He doesn't care about grades. He cares about cars. D minus. Yeah, and he spelled minus out to be a dick. <laughs> right, I didn't notice that. Look, Weird, a brand new had... engine. There's Wendy. Now you can prominently see Wendy. Yeah, there she is. God, she's in everything. One thing she's not doing in this film is getting a lot of lines and complaining about her weight as a comedy. It's just right. not, it was just something she did once. Now look, they even have the body. So what is left from the original car? You know what I mean? New engine. Uh, the engine. New... No, it's a new engine. Oh. Well, we just saw a scene with Wendy in which they were lowering the new engine into the hood of the 
you know, the they, need, the they need to get like Jeremy Renner or, or uh, Robert Downey Jr. to come and fix up those cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a little too early for a Robert Downey Jr. kind of fame. Okay, now right. what the director and writer, who are the same people sometimes, is showing us is that, you know, girls and him, you know, it's like he's looking at, I don't know exactly what they're trying to say, but there's a relationship. He's not in it. They're establishing. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at Look at it. Everyone's hooking up except him. Well, it's the prom, okay? It's a big prom uh, in the gymnasium or whatever. But not for him. He's fixing right. up a car. Nobody else in the class is there. They're all prominent up, probably. Yeah, they're prominent yeah. up, all right. So this is Burbank High School, and the auto shop that we saw was on Third Street because I grew up in Los Angeles oh. a lot of years. As oh, you you're know. you're from beautiful downtown Burbank. Yes, and uh, Burbank High School uh, in the San Fernando Valley, uh, and also they go to this place called Verdugo Hills High School outside of Los Angeles, and you know they used to be our rivals. You know, <laughs> I remember that. You, I had to pull you back a couple times. <laughs> Corvette summer. He's gonna spend the whole movie. You, Verdugo! Hey, how how old was Luke Skywalker? Was he also a high school student? No, he was twenty six years old. But I think he plays it off. He looks young enough. I don't know. No, nah, he's he, he's twenty six. Now this Hamil guy, his teacher, uh, his name is Ed McGrath in real life, and you know him from TV. He was a regular on soap. Uh, he was, right. you know, okay, Night Court, Webster, Perfect Strangers. He was the boss. Um, he was one of Archie Bunker's big buddies, you know, in, in uh, All in the Family when they would have that a buddy scene. Yeah. You mean when he's at Archie's place or what have you? Exactly right. Exactly right. And he was in Slaughterhouse-Five. Um, you know his cool. face. What he's trying to say now is, hey, kid, don't fall in love with this car. Gently. Go bad on me. I don't want to read in the paper you're sticking up filling stations. What your car has. Is he? So what kind of teacher is he? Is he like the tech teacher? Yeah, he's the auto. Auto. You know, like in our, in our, we had shop. He's analogous right. to shop. We never had an auto body, an auto. I don't know. It's a good. Today it's not as good a skill because of computers in the cars and stuff. And uh, but back then, I mean, I grew up. I changed my own oil. Uh, I would replace a fan belt. I would buy the carburetor thing and put it in my uh, Thunderbird. Me not too. Like I, I was plush, a car guy. I would plush up the passenger seat. I would make sure the passenger seat seat belt works. I'd make sure that I have leg room. So maybe yeah, something in the passenger have... seat that's blocking my feet. I would move it. Yeah. Drink holders were important. You were a car guy. Oh, absolutely. I had to make sure to take out the change from the car, the, <laughs> the ashtray. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I recognize him. Come on, a Corvette's a car. It's easy come, easy go. It's a it's a commodity to buy and sell. Don't right. get too attached to this car. You might have seen a, a lot of cars. A car goes beep beep honk honk, but ladies, they go ahuga. Honk honk. And that's been your tip. Ahuga.
Okay, now they have finished their Corvette and it is really sensational. Let me just talk about the car, I guess. This is a 1973 wow. Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. Now, why would it be getting junked? But it was. Maybe a car accident? I think it was just one of those things. It was getting junked. Everybody loves movie. it. Look at it. It is a thing of beauty. <sighs> um, so are they going to share it with the rest of the class? Or is Yes. It just... Now, look. It's right-hand drive as if you were in England. Um, let me see. Candy Apple Red, Superior Mag Wheels, Clamshell Hood, Gabriel Shocks, Mary Tubes. What the hell is that for Christmas? Wow, look at that. Metal Flake. Side Pipes. Flames painted on the body. It's a thing of beauty. How did they paint the, the, the high school kids paint the flames then? There's Bond, Danny being a dork. Yes, they painted the flames. They, they, you put the paint on and then you heat it in this like big oven. Like a cake, you put it in there. What is the horn? Does the horn play like cucaracha? I'm just asking. <laughs> no, and all the frills. No, in in um, in Compton Auto Body Shop, they had the. I just, okay, I just, this guy's I, challenging I, him to a race, and he's like, "Kenny, don't you dare, Kenny!" Oh yeah, they just got this summer. I had just seen Bachelor Party, where they uh -huh. go, "Oh yeah, you you like my new car? Yeah, it's a great car." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the horn reference is from. All right, they're gonna race. Fast and the Furious killed me. I can't watch this race. It's boring. Now it was reported in the um, the news. Okay, here it is. 14 August 1977 edition of the Los Angeles. Times reported that the production company of this film filmed it during the regular Wednesday night procession of custom cars on Venice Boulevard in San Fernando Valley. So they took an advantage of a real event that was happening to, um, uh, you know, to film something spectacular for this uh, uh, film. Yeah, but that's cool. Okay, so now everyone needs to get a turn to drive it, including Danny Bonaducci, and they're like, "You didn't even work on it." Right. Now these high school kids all have licenses, I think. Yeah, they have licenses. Hey, what a dork! Yeah, what a dork! That's the greatest car I ever saw. What do you think of Mark Hamill's hair? Do we have a second to discuss? Uh, what's our opinion of it? I don't know. It's just hair. What do you think? It's long, but then it's like super fucking longer than it needs to be. It's the 70s. Uh, this is 1978. I mean, it was, you know, time in which he's no hippie. This is really quite normal for you were there. You were there. I was. Yeah, man. I had my bicentennial coin. There's okay, Tommy's. Danny Bonaduce has been told by the teacher to stop to get some Coca-Colas and a Sprite for him. So he's getting cokes. And he goes, make the keys. Oh no. They're going to lose the car outside Tommy's Burger? Now, where's the car and where is Bonaducci? How come he's not answering the radio? Yeah, they had the radio. Now, in in Bonaduce. Perfect, he's perfectly cast in this movie because he's going to be walking back 
without the car, but car. with all the pokes. Did you see those sparks? That's intentional. That's pretty cool. It's like part of the Van Ness, uh, this car see? show thing. Yeah. Van Nuys or Van Ness? Uh, whatever. I'm not. I was lying about being from Los Angeles. Here he comes, <laughs> the loser. I went to Tommy's. I got all cooks. With his stupid hat. Right. You said to get coked. I got him right here. I took the keys in my pocket. I was only in there a minute. She waited on me right away. Perfect, Tommy Ducci. I would have heard. They must have towed it away. How about that, officer? You towing cars tonight? No, Not sir. tonight, yeah, sir. Leave the car running. Oh. Of course I didn't. I don't want to coke. Ever. Who wanted to coke? Look, proof Hamill did coke on set. Yeah. You didn't want no coke? Oh, uh, uh, shit, you lost it. Everybody should kick the Gucci's ass. Nice. I watched this really delightful Muppet show from 77 where the yeah. cast of Star Wars appeared. Yeah. And Mark yeah. Hamill played himself and played Mark, uh, Luke Skywalker. Oh, right. I read about it for this. It's good, you know, because he's a famous voice actor. I think he, he he's a renowned, I guess. Yeah, he's a famous voice big, uh, actor. His recurring role in those things was the Joker. Long-standing right. role as the Joker in various DC Comics projects. He voiced the Hobgoblin in Spider-Man, Fire Lord in Avatar, Last Airbender. He skips on the regular show. He skips. I do you watch the regular show? Not regularly. <laughs> Is that the one show. with the guy? Who, uh, there's one's a bird and the other. Yeah, I think that's the show. Yeah. When my kids this were is... little. Now check this out. What is this? A kiss off? Bye bye after all the work we did. What are you doing here? You ought to be out there looking for it. Sit down, Hanley. Yeah, Hanley. Oh, immemorial. That's where the car was. Was. And as well resign yourselves. You're never going to. Never going to see that car again. No one's going to. He was saying they're going to split it up for parts. Some of the parts and he's like, no way. Come it's on, you guys the car. Machine on the West Coast. Damn, he's acting. Nobody's going to lay a finger on it. Okay, so now he's got these signs up. Have you seen this car? Does it work? Yeah, I was pumping gas by myself because it's 1977 and I saw your sign. <laughs> yeah, you know, there wasn't the self-pump stuff, I guess, at that time. Oh, look at this. This is me going to work. <laughs> this guy is like a... He regularly fills... I don't know. He's like stocking them or something. I, he's got... There's condoms. Um, yeah, see, he's going to fill the condom machine. It's like his job. Well, with, with consumer... Look. With wholesale packages of uh, condoms? Yes. I went to Walgreens. I bought four packs of condom, and I'm going to put them in the machine for Lucy's. They're Lucy condoms. You can buy one at a time. Yeah. Let's I say you know you did because I always had affairs with women in their fifties. She's not getting pregnant. <laughs> All right. I think once we uh, bought a, a years ago, years ago. I was in a situation where we bought a prophylactic from a, a gas station machine, and uh -huh. it, caused an infection. it caused an infection. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Okay, so here, he saw the car in Las Vegas. Where? I don't remember. I was with the client, kid. Superior mags, mercury tubes, Gabriel shocks. Ed. He did see the car? All right. Yeah. How weird is that? I saw. Well, he saw the car, he saw the sign, and he saw the guy who drew the sign. All now in one look, day. here he is heading to Las Vegas, right? I don't believe you. What's the bus say? No, you're right. You're right. He's walking. That's how poor he is. Wait a minute. The director did a switcheroo on me. Bait and switch. By the way, this director is the shit, man. You've heard of that, like, Hollywood renaissance. Sometimes they call it new wave. Like, when the studio system died and... Right. Yeah, like, during the 60s. Instead of the studio being executives being in charge it was more like the director of the film took the lead role and did everything i remember okay so now we're meeting uh people who are car enthusiasts right so he gets in but the, they're driving 15 miles per hour on the highway because they love their cars it's about class they don't want to fuck them up sure it's now, the weather that keeps was part of that whole uh, new Hollywood scene. Um, his name is Matthew Robbins, and he collaborated with numerous filmmakers in the movement, including George Lucas, Walter Merchant, Steven Spielberg, Sugarland Express uh, was yeah. Steven Spielberg's first, Close Encounters, Jaws. He was on all of those, um, and he knew this guy Hal Barwood who was also part of the scene. Now, this is the director's first movie ever, and Hal Barwood, who wrote co-wrote it with him, first mo uh, movie as a producer. He, you know that THX? Yeah, THX. Wait, 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 let me guess. 1138, did I get it? Correct. Yeah. But it goes on, but it goes on. Oh, okay. Wait, THX dash one one three eight colon rise of war. The robots the e. war of e. <laughs> so he's an uncredited writer for that he's an uncredited writer for jaws um this guy would go on next year in no in 81 to make dragon slayer this guy is the director of dragon slayer i forgot about dragon slayer yeah uh, batteries I, not I would included. Get so what's the difference between Dragon Slayer and Dragon's Lair? Because I get those two mixed up. An S, Michael. All right. Um, okay, there's more I can say about this guy, but I can't right now because we're about to meet Annie Potts, who is Vanessa. Okay? Now, this van is a 1971 Chevrolet Chevy van, and it was customized by Holiday Wheels of Garden Grove. California. Holiday wheels. Holiday wheels. Holiday wheels. So now we, we get Annie Potts' typical annoying voice. She's awesome, Annie Potts. Yeah. I thought... Yeah, I just graduated. No kidding. I go to San Fernando. Oh, she's a high school grad? She's also a high school grad. They both are, 
right? Didn't and she... you can see she's young because her boobs are underdeveloped. Do you wait a minute? Wasn't Annie Potts? Um, was it seeing Ghostbusters playing an adult? Uh, she's Ghostbusters. That's how I used to think. That's all she was, but she was so much oh, more no. than that. Just she wasn't on my radar. Yeah, no, but uh, Ghostbusters was a big one, but she wasn't like a high school student in that movie, which came out years ago. No, no, this is 77, I take it back. 78, mm-hmm. Ghostbusters were probably 82 or something, 83. Uh, yes, uh, Ghostbusters, 1984, and then the sequel in 89. She was in those. But she was in Pretty in Pink. Do you remember that yes. crazy woman who would dress up, you know, she owned the record store or something? Right, right, of course. Sure. She would tell Ducky to stop fucking around and buy a record. Right. Stop um, lip syncing in my store. I'm losing business. Jumping Jack Flash. She was in Who? Who's Harry's Harry Crumb? Yes, which I recently um, saw. She was Bo Peep as a voice in the Toy Story franchise. But she was on Designing Women. She had, she was yeah. a regular character on that, and I miss that. Nowadays, she's, she's in Young Sheldon. Um, which I think is over. No, it was Young Rock that got canceled. What's the difference between Young Shelton and Young Rock? I can never figure it out. Well, um, yeah, the yes. similarity is Young. Well, one is a Young Rock and one is a Young Shelton. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this. All right, Las Vegas. We like That's it. That's right. We're in Vegas now. And right now we're on South Las Whoa. Vegas Boulevard uh, in Winchester, Nevada. We're not quite in Las Vegas yet because I did a lot of growing up in Vegas. Right. You you were Angelino Las Vegas and kid. Now look, she has emerged in her uniform. What do you think she wants to be? Uh, uh, Corvette. Okay, Hostess? let's hear the dialogue. You're my first customer. Oh, oh are you kind of kidding? No, no, I'm not. What do you think I'm worth? Oh, I, I wouldn't know that. No, yeah, no, I'd hate, no, I'd hate this. Name a figure. Make me an offer. $15? What? $15? $15? No, 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 I said 50 50 <laughs> We've all gone through that. $50, 50 With a zero. Oh! Oh, 50 Well, hey, in 1977, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it was, right? Carl, did you know that $50 in 1977 is the equivalent of $50 from 1977? In 1977 money, that would be about 50 bucks. Right, adjusting for inflation and... Um... Yeah, like, okay, not adjusting for inflation, it would be... 50 bucks. All right, okay. he's going to do it. Now, Mike, oh. Mark is not going to do it. He, well, his name's Kenny. Ken is not going to do it, okay? And now she goes, my final offer, 20 bucks. Now she, I don't even know your name. She goes, you can read, can't you? <laughs> it's Vanessa. We're going to find out nice. later in the film that her name's really Eleanor. I don't know why she picks Vanessa. With a little cherry logo. Look at that, at the Corvette Center. Okay, mission accomplished. He is now in Las Vegas. Okay, and now this is a what's tiny, he tiny do? town with two cars in it. It's not going to be a problem. Well, that's one of the things you talk about often. What a small world it is. It is, 
First of all, a car is stolen, so this guy's like, yeah, I've seen your car. Then he gets picked up in this van by uh, Vanessa. Later on, he'll just bump into Vanessa. You'll see. Right, and don't forget, yeah, I agree with you. Hey, uh, sir. That's right. Yeah, are you being served? <laughs> Jesus Christ. My eyes are closed. I can still see that suit. Damn, that's bright. Turn off the suit. Now, the guy said that he saw the Corvette on display in some oh, casino. So now he's, like, looking for it. A car on a mirror. That's one thing we don't have. Now, Yay, Circus Circus. Now, Mike, we've been here before in Las yes. Vegas Lady. We were right here in right. this room. Stella Stevens movie. I love that movie. And they showed the trapeze artists above the Circus Circus. Right, and they were sitting on round tables right where Mark is right now. Yeah. Now, Carl, I have to say this. The bad movie rule is that they shoot in a casino because casinos will allow any kind of drama to happen in their place. They don't care mm -hmm. if, if they're showing corrupt casino or shitty people. As long as they shoot in their casino, they don't care. That's right. He's like, you, sh you should buy this necklace. It's almost all diamonds. Meanwhile, he's getting pickpocketed, and he'll have no money after this encounter. Oh, damn. He's like, all right, thanks, buddy. Thanks, My buddy. That's right. Kiss your money goodbye. So he goes, yeah, there's a car in there. I don't know. It's a hot rod. I don't know. Inside to your left. Oh, the hot rod? Yeah, I don't know. I think hey, it's in room seven. About a full-sized automobile. You can call it what you want. It's just a goddamn hot rod. Ooh. What? Oh. That's got to be it. Politics today. Look, oh, and we'll be back now? after this. Corvette no, Suburb now returns. Right. This must have been... I mean, this thing released. This thing was a box office success, but... Was they, it a success? Must... I always thought... Carl, I remember... All right, so as a, as a kid growing up with Star Wars, it was everywhere. And this movie right. came out, and it was like, oh, God, Luke Skywalker has a movie. And it, I always felt it bombed. My attitude well, was that his okay. acting is... He's a really good actor, but he overacts all the time. Let's... It's a Datsun! There it is. I worked hard on it. It's a Datsun. Okay. Um, this movie, they spent $1.7 million, which, which is That's very little right. for the day. And it made $36 million. So this okay. was a hit. But it was, it was released in 450 theaters in Atlanta, Charlotte, and New Orleans areas. That's it. Not the rest of the country. So... Made $30 million off of those. Yeah, $36 million. This was a hit. Uh, it just wasn't widespread across the country, and I really don't know why. Now it's like, oh, no, I have no money. Now we're about to meet a guy named Dick Miller, who you know him, his face from TV. I'm familiar with Dick Miller. He's in every Joe. Joe Dante used to put him in his movies as like kind mm -hmm. of a good luck charm. He's a Roger Corman guy. Um, right. That's right. He's a Roger Corman guy. And then people who would go on to have success who were also Roger Corman guys would go, hey, you know, Dick Miller would be pretty good for this. You get lots that's why of Joe Dante calls. did it. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. He's in Gremlins, of course. Gremlins 2, he shows up to the uh, uh Yes, tower. he is. Yeah, I love Dick Miller. You know, I just saw a movie. Joe Dante made a film called Bearing the X. Uh -huh. And I think it has to be Dick Miller's last role with, with Joe Dante. And he was definitely older. He played a security guard. And you still, like, 
he just has like a kind of attitude. Like you every look at man. him. Yeah. But he's squirrely every man, right? Yes. Like he's just right. he's just had it. Well, this thing he rolled into town with two dollar bill, a two dollar bill, and he has it's his lucky two dollar bill because he became a winner. He's leaving with like sixty grand. So he paid for Luke's meal. I just gotta stop calling him Luke. He paid for Kenny's meal and he uh, gives him his $2 as a good luck charm because he's on his way back to Ohio or Indiana. Man, 1978, um, no shit. James, it was Joe Dante, James Cameron, and Martin Scorsese all really used him a lot. Yeah. he, he All right, so Gilbert Gottfried had a podcast and he was on it. And he was saying that he wrote Jerry Lewis's Which Way to the Front. Uh -huh. Originally, it was supposed to be, I think, Japanese. And uh, he was saying on the show that Jerry Lewis took his idea, made it German. I see. But it's, it's one of those movies. He, he happens to look like a German soldier. So the U.S. brings him oh. out to Germany and dresses him up. Okay. You know, that type of film. Okay, so Mark... No, not his name is not Luke. His name is not Mark. It is Kenny. God damn it! I'm writing it down. All right, Kenny. Ooh, Vegas during the day. Was this the Hangover Part One? <laughs> yeah, it's the Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny is poor. He's young. He's on his own. All he gives a shit about is finding that Corvette. So he sleeps in a U-Haul all night. Now, this is what I meant, like a small universe like you complain about, and you're right, because Vanessa will just show up at the same place to use the restroom. Okay, that's it. He didn't find the Corvette. It was a Datsun. He's heading back to Los Angeles. But wait a minute! Holy Lazy. shit! No shit, there he goes. Look at this! <laughs> wow. Now, that is a stunt man in a wig. Yeah. Not this. This is really... Mark, he's wearing a Hamel wig. Yes, he wore a Hamel Hamel wig. <laughs> I think Mark Hamill is a, a great actor, but I always feel like when he plays human beings, he he's a little he's more heightened as an actor. Like down to earth is sometimes a little too much for me. Yeah. Well, okay. You said he overacts. I really don't think he does. He has or, this or not manic... bad. No, but he has this like maniacal gleam in his eye you know that yeah works. coke I, who wanted a coke i didn't want a coke yeah 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 oh you know there's a movie called brigsby bear where he plays the dad it's such a great movie and he does the voice of the brigsby bear as well and it's such a good movie and i know he's in the machine the the burt chrysler movie playing burt chrysler's dad i haven't seen mm -hmm. that one yet he saw it there. He also did like he would go to these conventions and he made like he's a star of some kind of wacky mockumentary about comic book conventions. Uh-huh. Mockumentary. There it is. Yeah. He sees it again. He's at like a graveyard for signs here. It's I dig um, it. Yeah. Sign of the times. I'm gonna call it it's 77 Las Vegas Boulevard North, I know from Right, that's where the pharmacy used to be. Okay, I think this great movie with a great director and a great writer made a mistake because those should be donuts. It's a 78. We didn't have the stereotype of cops and donuts anymore? No, it was crawlers and cops. You see how he just took one and put it in his hat because he's yeah. so poor? 
So he's like saying, like, this is a distinct car. The driver's seat is on the right-hand side. Oh, my goodness, look. This is South Las Vegas Boulevard and West Flamingo Road in Paradise, Nevada. <laughs> I remember that from growing up. Sure. Hey, I remember your place in Paradise. <laughs> it was just another day when you'd come over. <laughs> you and me in Paradise. Uh, that's kind of a Corvette. You here snore. He is at home, his 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 apartment. Why are you kicking me out? It's a U-Haul. I know it's probably as you snore. Now he's hey. writing postcards to guess who? Not his mother, Ed McGrath, the teacher back home. I saw the Corvette. We're gonna You're find totally. this thing. Is that the Vanessa mobile? Yes, in our small universe, Vanessa Great. just happens to pull in. Huh. That sounds like Vanessa. Huh? Is that Vanessa's van? Oh, sweet. There's a bed in that van. Now, we don't find out what happened, but Vanessa looks beat up, okay? Okay. Now, oh, her night is tricky. Vanessa is never successful at being a prostitute. And he goes, oh, it's you. Hold on. Now, the lady's room closed. He won't go in the mail, mail room, the mail bathroom. You, you remember me? Look at her lip and... Yeah. Uh oh. Love your show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the men's room's open. What? Do I look what? Like a man? Yeah. Do I look like a man? Now, do you, you see a scar on his face? Before this film was shot, he was in a terrible car accident. Both of them were. Um, Him and Potts? Yeah, not together, but yes. Um, okay. Both of the film's leads, Andy Potts and Mark Hamill, were in car accidents prior to principal photography. Potts got her pins in her legs while Hamill got a broken nose. Wow. And there's also his left cheek. He fractured his nose and left cheekbone. Now in Empire Strikes Back, I saw the scar prominently, but I don't see it in this film. Do you see it? So where? Of his cheekbone? Uh, I don't know the answer except for that it was fracturing his nose and left cheekbone. So I guess yes. Now right. there is a little. Now our left is his right. Okay, so you got to look on the right side when you're staring at him. And there is a little something under his, the corner of his mouth, but it's very slight. I, I cannot. Take a look here. You see something on the. Maybe. He's going into her stuff. Uh, they can hold the conversation. Listen, I hate when people talk to me when they're in the bathroom. She I'm wants like, to talk. Annie Potts is a talker. Uh, do you have my Gillette? Now, she grew up, She, you know, she's got that very thick New York accent in Ghostbusters, but that's right. acting. Um, okay. She, she's from Tennessee. Potts created the character's trademark New York accent based on a friend who is from the city. She would be nominated for a Golden Globe for this film. Um, really? And it's her debut. This is her first film. 
Look, he's in a waterbed, which was so yeah, so, much, so much better than a U-Haul. Yeah. Uh, sorry, did did I ask you? Did I invite you in? I guess he did invite him he, in. She did invite him in, yeah. So now, basically, she's going to try to talk him into being a customer again. Girlfriend? I love them. So this is the 70s where we had $2 bills and giant vans. Mm-hmm. Now, she's supposed to be a poor person. Look how done up this van is, man. But this van has always been done up. It's, like, customized. It has Vanessa on it. You know, it matches her yeah. shirt. Right. She's got what are those curtains. like seasonings? She's got jars of what, like tea, loose leaf tea, and cardamom, and see that right behind. Yeah. Me? What's that? You're in a van. You got milk, so you got to work. That's not fridge. being refrigerated. Yeah, put the fucking milk back. Milk, you know how the milk costs in Vanessa. I spent twelve cents, nineteen seventy eight, money on that milk. <laughs> now you can see once again we're doing the shtick where Mark is like. Uh, he doesn't want to sleep with her. And then we discover, she goes, I know what it is. Like, I'm going to be your first. Like, he's a virgin. That's what we're going to find out. Right, because he is a high school student. Yes. 26-year-old high school student. Close the curtains. Yeah, 26-year-old high school student. Well, you know, it's, it's it did freshman year a couple times. Didn't we watch a movie where a 32-year-old played a high school kid and worked? it worked all right? Sounds right, I don't remember. Yeah. You hang up my towel, now she's completely naked. Uh, come on, Mark. I mean, Kenny. Come on, Kenny. Come on, on V-Dog. Do you see him? I mean, her oh. custom is, she wears a cherry. He should be wearing a cherry, I guess. Do What's you see doing? on Mark Hamill's okay. face any oh, indication okay. of a car accident? A um, little bit below the... On the right side, below the maybe, maybe a coke accident. Here she goes. You're a virgin. Uh -huh. No, I've done the sex several times. Uh, oh, that's right. You kind of right, Mike. Oh no. No, no, no. Hey, I, I, oh, sure. Me oh, and the sex oh, go back a long time. Me and sex are old friends. <laughs> uh, I'll be... finally she is so hot to trot so she's saying like i need to learn new moves he goes moves <laughs> right so you mean in the missionary? end he won't yeah <laughs> that's the oldest move in the book okay so and there is a book. It's called the Karma Sutra. Uh, he will not do it. He will curl up. And they go, boy, I'm tired. I'm just so beat. Oh, this sure beats oh. the U-Haul. Thank you. It sure does beat the U-Haul. Wicker basket. Yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm going to act like I'm tired. Oh, am I beat? Okay, and this is yeah. This guy will be very impressed with Kenny when he basically tells uh, Vanessa to go fuck off. 
they're they're having an argument. Okay, you spent the night. You owe me twenty bucks. Will you cut the hooker stuff? Man, those pants. Hagar called. They want those pants back. It's the seventies. like i like your style kid did you ever pump gas but what do you want <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> he's gonna offer him a job i like your style ever pump gas that's <laughs> <laughs> a commercial right no yeah. this here we are in the movie what that must have, this must be the theatrical release version. They just happen to have these blackouts. No, I, I would doubt it, right? This is probably a four TV. I mean, it's obviously commercial breaks, right? It's it it triggers that that feeling because we're so used to it. But I think the director actually made the conscientious decision to do like a fade out. No, because you'll see later on in the film, he'll be walking into a uh, casino. And the scene is just starting, and we're a little bit into it. Then we fade to black. And then when we come back, okay. he's walking again. Prove so, me wrong. All right. Okay, so Ed McGrath, as the teacher, now gets a postcard from Kenny. Uh, he's even seen the car. He's hot on its trail. Don't worry, Mr. McGrath, who never asked him to go get it. I'm going to find this car. So what's the next scene? McGrath is on the phone to someone saying, we've got yeah. trouble. Your son is in Las Vegas. No, no. He's not called. There's only the mom. But he's. Right. No, he's on the phone with someone saying, we, in our venture together, are in trouble. Oh. Whoa, whoa. That's a deal breaker, Carl. Are you saying the teacher's been behind this the whole time? Oh, uh, look, there's me. In the back he's seat. not been there behind it, but he's been party to it. And the thing was stolen kind of intentionally. You know, they, yeah. they, he knew they were making this car to get it to be stolen. They're going to make the greatest, greatest car. That's fucked up, man. Shop teacher betrayal. Right. Now, uh, Kenny will not know that uh, until deep into the film. And it'll be he'll be a little crushed. Okay, so here the thing, the joke is that the uh, gas owner is a criminal. And he wants them to put, like, um, uh, Alka-Seltzer in the battery so it foams and, you know, so they'll buy a new one. But look in the background. The mother and the kids are stealing. And they're right. going to drive away. She it's, hates those cans. She loves those cans. <laughs> I hate those those uh, <clears throat> pinatas. Oh, I can't wait to go to the gas station. I'll be there with my stick. That's the worst children's party ever, putting pinatas <laughs> over the gas station pump. Yeah, that's right. Hey, stranger. Hey. So now hey, she's balls. not mad. I got some hot news. Get in. Oh, my God, where's my STP? They even took my credit card machine. <laughs> <laughs> so Should have left them outside. You were too busy explaining putting Alka-Seltzer in the battery. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, he gets his for being a crook. Um, 
she he look how he has a bola tie. Yeah, I like um, those. They she, are in the desert. She's picking him up under the pretense that she has some news, but the truth is she never drops any news on us. I kind of don't get it. She just wants him around. I don't know. Like, okay, what's the big news? You lost your job. Very funny. What about the hooker number? What happened to that? Oh, he lost his no job. That's funny. She's a beautician now. He, She never says what the news is. I don't know. And here they're... Plain old school slots. Slotsburger. Free. You see that nope. in the background? Play sl Slotsburger? Five cents? Slots. Five cents. So she's saying, no, I'm not going to be a hooker. I'm going to be an escort. You know, I keep doing this. Fran Drescher apparently had a cameo in this film that was cut. Oh, um, man. I would love to see Fran Drescher in 1978. A cameo with Fran Drescher was deleted. Drescher can be seen with Mark Hamill in one of the stills from the movie. So wow. I couldn't find it. Yeah, she's, she's back then. Uh, you know, she's always been... We saw her in uh, what the new Rosebud Hotel, and she's yes. smoking. Yeah. Okay, he's done it again. He's found the car, and he's going for it. Oh my god! So well, he runs in. away. Now Vanessa's like, "Hop in!" You right. know, like, so watch this. The cameraman's in the back. Man. Watch the stunt man. Whoa! Whoa! Now, did you see how his feet kind of didn't all the way go in, and they yeah. cut away? Something must have happened. Like he might have. That was know, a really well done shot. I mean, they had the cameraman inside the van showing that point of view, mm -hmm. and then him hopping in. It's not. It's pretty well directed. He's like, "What are you stopping for? It's a red light. <laughs> it's it's illegal. So is car thievery." Uh oh, and they're right outside the police. Right. It's getting away. So. She's got it in park, luckily, so that rev didn't make the car take off. He goes, oh, good, a cop. Stolen yeah. car. This guy looked like he's late for his open mic, the cop. Now, what I was trying to say before is the cutaway was so abrupt when the stuntman jumped in, and his feet didn't go the lower part of his body was still outside of the car. So I strongly suspect that there was some sort of an incident. Like, he got hurt a little bit somehow. Is this shot, like, I guess in Nevada, right? They are in Las Vegas right now, but all over the internet, like, you go to IMDb's uh, goofs and stuff like that. Yeah. There's, there's California street signs all throughout in yes they were actually in las vegas vegas and shot a lot there but in truth a lot of it was shot in california when he was supposed to be in vegas gotcha so now they're just finding out that the registration was forged but if they have the plate why can't they be looking for that plate on the street i i kind of don't get that when my car got sold uh i had a car and got stolen uh -huh. The police came and they said, do you have a description of the suspect? I said, no, but I have the license plate number. If that will help. And they said... They said... <laughs> okay. Sorry, that's an all Martin and Rossi joke. My, uh, my car got stolen. Did you get a description of the guy? No, but I got the license plate number. 
What's the joke? It's your car. Of course you have the license plate number. Okay. Um, uh, she's getting drunk, and I'm not sure. The premise is like she's not making it as a prostitute. She's a beautician now. She's, okay, they let me talk about the writer now. Yeah. His name is Hal, Hal Barwood, and he attended University of Southern California's Cinnamon Television, and he met both George Lucas and future frequent collaborator, this director, Matt Robbins. Um, he and Barwood and Robbins are uncredited writing the screenplay for the Sugarland Express, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Mac MacArthur. They wrote this together, and they would go on to do Dragon Slayer next year. Let's see what this is. Oh, nice. Yeah. What are you doing? So Lucas's first film, right? Uh, or first film? It was that was the THX, but yeah, uh, American Graffiti was all car culture. Mm-hmm. Yep. Why can't we afford cups? So it's really funny, OJ. And, and we I missed it, right? Uh, I should have put up the sound. He's writing a postcard to Mr. McGrath about finding it again. She goes, why don't you write a postcard to the car? And she goes, dear car, I miss <laughs> you. She's really making fun of him. What do you do? Wait a minute. The, the shop teacher said, don't fall in love with a car. Right, right. The shop teacher was trying to tell him, it's just a commodity to be bought and sold like anything in this world. And later when Mark has his, uh, Kenny has his uh, like uh, dance with the devil in which they're trying to corrupt him, he's going to say the same thing to her as if it came out of his mind. Right. She's topless. I don't know if you notice. Oh, no, I didn't notice. And you know why? There's no top there. Okay. <laughs> uh, from 90 to 90 to 2003, Hal worked as director, producer, screenwriter for the video game company LucasArts. Sure, Best known wow. for his work on the 1992 game Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. LucasArts made these graphic text adventure games like Day of the Tentacle and uh, right. very creative games. So that's cool. Guys in good company. Well, he was the writer for them, and there's so many here. Big Sky Trooper, Yoda Stories. Yoda Stories. Yeah. Uh, RTX Red Rock. Yeah. Matahari. It's a game designer, too, but not on the computer, like in concept. Oh, he's getting a freebie? Yeah, but it's... He wants to kiss, not fuck. I, I was kissing. What do you want to kiss for? Let's screw. <laughs> nice. But then, you know, she sees that, like, that's not what he wants. So she comes around. It's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Yeah, he's got to get himself ready. But she right. comes around and's like, okay will kiss and basically they begin to fall in love you see this story isn't real look the two dollar bills frame. frame this story isn't really a get my car back story it's really a love story between the two of them hiding behind the premise of i'm after my stolen car well he has nothing i mean like we met his mom but he just basically 
summer of high school. I, he didn't even graduate, right? He's like a junior you know, he or did. something. He oh, never he picked up his diploma, though. He was as soon as he found out where the car was, he was off to get it. He never even picked yeah. up his diploma. I appreciate you clarifying that. So I mean, yeah. he basically, yeah, and, just runs away from home. And Danny Bond, a douchebag, will give him his diploma in the end. Is he wearing a top hat? <laughs> he might as well be. No, he was just acting. It's just perfectly okay. Here we go. Why do I keep seeing a pop-up of this goddamn... Why do I keep seeing that? I see that. I don't know. Are you are you moving your cursor below the screen to pop to bring a pop-up menu? Well, my... there's the mute button, and to the left of it is next, and next is flight. That's what pops it up. Which is too long for our podcast. Wow, look at that hairy chest Hamill has. <laughs> so now it's like... I got laid. He's going to jump out of the, he's like, right. Why did I wait all this time? <laughs> I know that look. There he is. Shut up. Yeah, that's I'm right. trying to smoke crack. <laughs> you know, it's, I found out that it's very just, well, okay. Now McGrath is on, uh, the, the hunt for, um, Kenny. And he's going to Kenny's mom, who's like, ah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard from him since high school, and she's moving. Is he in a trailer? Yep. So it's an easy move. <laughs> it's mobile. Fucking birds, fuck them! They're not taking a single thing uh, ounce of my water. So <laughs> the the thing that's weird is like it's a. There's so many of these mobile homes that aren't mobile. They stay still. Right. So it just yeah. seems like why, I guess because they're inexpensive. I don't know. Okay, there were two Corvettes for this movie, both 1973 Corvette Stingrays. Um, and they spent $60,000. Now, today, that'd be $250,000. Um, they spent 60000 for two of them, a main car and a backup model, both made by... Built for MGM by Corky's Custom Studios. Nice. Uh, the main car was often displayed during the film's publicity tour. Uh, both cars were sold by MGM to private parties. The main car was sold to an Australian collector, and he changed how it looks from the film. I don't know why. The backup car remained in the U.S. and was owned by for a while by Mike Yeager, uh, and then he sold it to a guy in New Zealand. So Australia and New Zealand are where these two cars these are. These cars are down under. And the guy was like, oh, really? The Mark Hamill film? Can't wait to sell it for parts. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Oh, that'd be perfect. He would be so pissed. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, I'm a big uh, fan. An original mold of the car for the film was displayed at the Corvette American Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, now part of the collection of the National Corvette Museum, and this the museum like always is filming screening this movie. Oh, I um, bet it's the only movie with Corvette in it. What else are they going to do? One of the customized Corvette Stingrays used in the film was discovered missing from the MGM studio lot on September 1977. Uh. The stolen vehicle was recovered by police later the same day. So the real Corvette got really stolen. Okay, now you see this guy? 
In real life, his name is Kim, because that was his middle name. Right. Kim Milford. He is our car thief, but Kenny doesn't know it. He's like, haven't seen this car, buddy. Oh. In Glenridge, New Jersey. Shout out. Shout right? out, Glenridge. Right even shouting out Glenridge? Well, Listen, I'm no happy to shout out New Jersey, but Glenridge? Glenridge is a classy town. It gave us Tom Cruise. It gave us it Town is. of Shame from the horrible incident. You know what I'm I talking have a, about? I, I have a book uh, uh, about it on my bookshelf, that horrible incident. Really? Yeah. Very interesting. Sure. Town of Shame. Now, listen, there's no hospital. There's Mountainside Hospital. That's not in Glen Ridge. So if he's born in Glen Ridge, where was he born? In someone's house? I'll have to find that book later. Yeah, he was born under a gaslight, one of the few gaslights that uh, – Glen Ridge has gaslights in their town, like one of the few in America that still has them. Yup. South Orange has it. Glen Ridge has nice. it. Um, okay. He was known Children professionally West. as Kim Milford. Uh, he was a singer, songwriter, composer, and actor. So on the stage, not in the movies, he was in the Rocky Horror Film Show, uh, the original, and the original Jesus Christ Superstar. And he was in the Jeff Beck group for only six appearances. But I think it's cool. He was in Laser Blast. Great. Now, Laser Blast has a Star Wars... A billboard that they shoot with a laser. Oh, to say this ain't your daddy, Star Wars. <laughs> so I guess it's like a. Okay, now Vanessa's gone. So where the fuck is she? So he's off to get Vanessa back. She must be being that escort service. Oh, you're not oh. Vanessa. Oh, I'm sorry. This was oh, a place where Vanessa worked. And Wait a minute, like, Vanessa left her van? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 1970s. Uh, everything dog, uh, Danny's diamond dog, large order fries, and a cherry light monkey. Oh, Annie! It's <laughs> Vanessa. She, she works here. Now, guess why she works here? Because every car in Las Vegas is going to roll through this drive-thru. She's helping wow. Yeah, unasked. She's helping Kenny unexpectedly. That's so cool. And she gets to... So we saw that drive-in sign where she was able to press a button and the little animatronic face arched an eyebrow. Right. That's cool. Right, and that costs nothing to the budget. That was already in existence. Oh, my God. What's with the 70s and massive quantities of cola? We now saw look, Danny carrying a yeah. tray of that. That's right. Now, she's about to serve this to a sports team, and they do not look healthy. They do not look like they do sports. Okay. Check it out. <laughs> All right. forward to this. Look at these butts, man. Look oh, at yeah. Rolls, the one on the left. Look at her rolls. Oh, come on, Carl. Look, they just lost the game, and they want to eat. That's right. They're all in a pickup truck. You, Carl, knock it off, but you can't hear the car grinding as they go. <laughs> the buffers on the Hitting the pavement. So now we're having more love. A little poiscodal. I'm on your side. Yay. Now what in the world is she doing, he doing behind, okay, okay, never mind. It's a weird thing. He wouldn't be allowed in the back. But here we are at a car wash, okay? And mm -hmm. 
Now, they found out that somebody's looking for their Corvette, so they painted it gold. At the car wash. Yeah. Now, yeah, we're going to yeah. meet an actor now. His name is T.K. Carter, and I thought he was in car wash, but he wasn't. You just know his face from, like, Good Times and the Jeffersons. He was a Yeah, I didn't recognize the name. Oh, that's the car. That's but he's right. going to obviously notice. Wait a minute. Now, this, there's a guy, you know his face. He was in Blade Runner. He was in uh, The Fifth Element. He was in Another 48 Hours. You just know his face. And he's going to I think be... I know who it is. Brian, Brian right. Jones. James. Or right. James. Mm -hmm. It's B-R-I-O-N. So is that yeah, Brian? Brian James? He has now, a very distinctive face, too. But look at this guy, TK. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you... Look at his hat. It's like, I'm a 70s black person, so I'm wearing a stereotypical hat. There he is. I want that hat. You stole this car. What are you talking about, kid? Whoa. Why not? Because you stole this car. Hey, I'm out of this. I mean, y'all do what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. Hey. Oh. You know what a turtle is? Same thing. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, uh, uh. So now he's on the chase, and we're about to get a chase scene in Good. which he's going for the car. Now, in this chase scene, are we going to see the stuntman a lot? Yes. Yes, we are. And we're going to see the same intersection twice, and we're not going to notice, but we're going to see. Look at this. Now. What an asshole. He's chasing. He's chasing a car thief, so he becomes a bike thief. Is that right? No, it's like one of those Vengeance movies where, like, Carl, you killed my son. So I'm, I'm going to seek kill... Vengeance. Pow, pow, pow. I'm going to kill At this. At the end of the movie, I schedule. killed 100,000 henchmen because you killed my son. Now we're even. It'll oh, never I have to kill you. Back. I have to make your your uh, kid a uh, uh, orphan. It's the only way. So apparently, part of this is in Hasioma, California, not Las Vegas. Okay, Las Vegas. now look, you see the tail light, but it's on the side. You see, it's broken. Yeah. You see, it's broken. I noticed that. That's why they got pulled over. Yeah. Now it's fixed. So every time we see this uh, RV here, it'll either be broken or fixed. How often are we going to see this RV? Is he going to finally catch up to it? Yes. It's still fixed. Now look. Uh, reaching uh, out. Got it! Whoa! Got it. Don't pee on air, Mike. Okay. I'm you pouring see coffee the Sahara? <laughs> We're going to see that again. Okay, there he is just driving along. Wait, how do you spell... I used, to, I used to spell Sahara S-T-A-H and then uh, Sting told me... There's no T in, in Sahara. Sahara. With you doesn't work, though. Now, look, watch With how the Chevy will put on the brakes so the stuntman can ca catch up. Did you notice? Yes. So, you look, what, look at his wig. See his wig? Right. Hey, pull over, you thief. What are you doing? Get off this crazy. Hey, I'm calling the cops. This is a really well shot. I mean, oh, yeah, I'll give you yeah. Four. Oh. Whoa. 
right in your butt. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So it's over. The car gets away again. Or is it? Or is it? Mark Hamill. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Kenny will not be yeah. deterred. Silverado Audi Body Paint Shop. It's really in California, but we're supposed to be in Vegas. Now there's oh, so King cover- Ford. Right. The the main thief. Hey, you gotta help me get my car, my my wife's car out of this bad neighborhood. You're see repo man? My my pregnant wife oh, left her car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Dean Stanton so, Boom. So, I know you're telling me about Repo Man, but Kenny right. has now accomplished his goal. He, he has discovered, it. yes, the car itself and who stole it. The scene is so tiring. <laughs> Remember me, kid? Whack! You're my oh. stunt double. I recognize the hair. <laughs> oh, is he out for good? They've locked him up. Now look, this guy's reading a Star Wars comic book. We'll see. It Wait a minute. So this over. movie was shot after the film. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, right after the film, and he didn't. That's why he he wanted to do a film like this and not another one in which he's a dashing hero or it took place in space. He wanted to be a regular. No yeah. No worries, Hamill. You won't have to star in anything else. Yeah, he's good. You know, and he's one of those uh, Twitter celebrities that likes to, uh, he's defiantly anti-Trump, and he always speaks up about it. Yeah, that's right. Now, I reached out to him on Twitter. Now, you go to his profile, because I wanted to interview him. Okay, look, he he climbed up, right? But he didn't. He fooled the guy. Oh, he was waiting at... Oh, gross. Yeah, he's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Now, that's I, really Mark Hamill. Hey, man, I loved you in Terminator 2. <laughs> I didn't appreciate the blackface scene, but I loved you in Corvette. It's, this <laughs> a little problematic. Titles. Um, Did he just take a shower? No, no, that's the other guy. Okay, this was called Dantley and Vanessa. It was called A Fiberglass Romance. It was called Stingray and the Hot One. All yeah. terrible titles. Yes. Yeah. Then another movie came out called Stingray. So they changed it to Corvette Summer. Huh. What other movies had cars names in the title? I mean, other than Lincoln Lawyer. Lincoln lawyer, right? Um, I'm sure Herbie the Love Bug. I'm sure we'll come yeah. up. With some. Herbie the Love Bug would count. Uh, there's a oh. guy. His name is Waylon Drew, and he he made in '78. He turned this into a book, and he it was called Corvette Summer: A Fiberglass Romance. And uh, do we care? Back in then, it used to be. I saw the movie and I read the book. Sure, you would go to like the pharmacy and they would have it in the spinning rack. Right, and I have this stand-up joke about, now look, he's getting hit with a fucking chain. That's gotta hurt, man. Who's hitting whom? Oh, I see, gross. He was locked up and he got away. Now, who is this? I can never, I've seen this film, this is my fourth time and I can't figure out who this is. Who saved him? Yeah. Oh, I remember, it's the guy from the highway. That's right. I'm sorry. I do know. Oh, I, this I is just a two bucks moment. 
two buck chuck because this universe is tiny the guy yeah. they met on the freeway bumps into him in las vegas that's like in showgirls when nomi hitchhikes in the beginning and gets this crazy guy and then two hours of the film ends she hitchhikes before the end credits and what oh no not you yeah. again <laughs> are you vanessa who's asking no uh, my name is tony so your, your band says vanessa <laughs> so kenny kenny found the why did they put him in the trunk I don't get it, but they did. Right, isn't there a back seat? Now look, she is trying, yeah, but maybe that, look how he's full of oil. She's trying to say, you're a winner. You discovered the car. You found the thieves, what you came here to, but, but Kenny is not happy. And I don't quite get it. He should be, but he, What's he gonna do though? I mean, he got the shit beat out of him. Right, he got the shit beat out of him. And that's the only reason I can think that he could be sad about this. Look at this. Oh. Fetal position. But do you understand why he's defeated? He even got away. He's defeated. I mean, like, he just wants that car back, right? As naive as that is, that's his little innocent goal. Yeah. And But, you know, his innocence is lost. He's about to walk into the police department, right? And tell or him everything. But who should be there to surprise him? Whoa, what a small world. His good friend, the teacher. His father figure. Holy cow! I, you were out here waiting for me to, to report the crime to the police and to yeah. stop me? You talk about bad news, mean, stupid, vicious bad news. Well, I, I think they were getting ready to... Ah, uh, the old convention center. So he's like, I. that's right, actually, and the internet makes a big deal in locations how they drove. I have so many. I stopped telling you where we were and pretending I know because I grew up right. there. I've got everything listed here. <laughs> you know, it, all the, it, it, it's, it's too, it, go, it goes to the next page. The internet really cared about this movie. So he, she's like, I think those guys were going to kill me. And McGrath is like, I know that they were, Kenny. I think those guys are bad news. I know that they are, Kenny. And Kenny never picks up on, well, why, how do you know that? What do you mean? So he's right, going to have to. the enemy is us. Yeah. That's a Pogo's. Remember Pogo? I go Pogo. We watched a few weeks ago. Yes. And the, the cartoon's famous motto is, "We see, I've seen I've the enemy, seen the and, enemy. The en and the enemy is us." That's right. That was Pogo's line. Now, what he's going to do is fess up and say that he makes a lousy fifteen thousand dollars a year. He can't make ends meet. You know, we all play the game, but who makes the rules? So he's trying to say, now. 15,000 a year today would be 6,200, 62,000. So I don't know. You can have a middle-class living on, you know, it'd be yeah, tough, hey. but you could. Okay, I, I let's listen to him. You've been in my house. 
Yeah. You've seen the pool. The bread maker, the pachinko machine, the shag carpeting. Stop the bragging, Mr. McGrath. What are you trying to say? Well, when you live in a house that's not a trailer. fucking dollars. Yeah, let's go to the cops. He still doesn't get it. Do you see a scar, Mike? He has a very unique face, right? I mean, answer the question. You never answer the question. I can't see it. I really can't. Yeah. I've been looking at it. I think the internet might be wrong. I think this might be free car crash. But who makes up the rules, Kenny? Oh, Mr. McGrath. See, he's starting to get it. <clears throat> There's a famous, um, thinking of other car crash uh, celebrities. There's Gary Busey, who got into that motorcycle accident without his helmet. Beat Takashi is a Japanese actor-director. He was in uh, Johnny Mnemonic, and he got into a really bad mm -hmm. motorcycle accident. And every other film afterwards, you could see, like, his face twitching and stuff. So we really don't see, okay, when I saw The Empire Strikes Back, we see the scar, and like he gets um, captured by that creature and hung upside down in the right, ice sure. cave, and it's, the thing scratches his face, and that's supposed to be how he got it. So I really think the internet's wrong, and this is before the car. Right. Yeah, because we're seeing a lot of close-ups in this scene, and I, I just can't see it. Yeah, and you would be able to, apparently. Um, Mark Hamill, okay, so now he's saying, look, there's two options. One is they hire you because you're excellent at cars, and they'll pay you $700 a week. Now, that was like $3,400 a week in our money. That's not bad right out of high school. Right. Or... He says, you got to decide now because that guy's going to take care of it. I know you're going to fall in love with a pile of junk. He called the Corvette a pile of junk. That hurt. That hurt. Oh, yeah. Las Vegas? No. You worried about your mother? No. That's good. Because good old mom has gone to Del Mar. Yeah, she's got a boyfriend. But, Kenny, I'm offering you a job. Tell me, please, you'll take it. I got it. I don't, I guess I got it. You got to know, know right now. You got to know, and you got to know right now. Why? Why? Why do I have to know right now? So he, the teacher's involved in this underground car ring. Look, there's the car. Oh, there's the car. <gasps> My baby. I call you Vanessa <laughs> 2. Right here. The Vanessa 2. Just about a minute. He's going to come over here and handle it his way. So if I don't flash my lights in one minute, he's going to come over here and handle it his own way. I mean, what's Hamill, that mean? Like it's a beat up Hamill? He'll kill him. Now, I expected the very first time I saw this film that he would now start running, tear ass across this desert lot or whatever, uh, you know, to, to but he doesn't. He agrees. Yeah, I mean, seven hundred bucks is seven hundred bucks. Wow. Maybe he's maybe the teacher's right. Maybe he shouldn't be so attached to fucking junk. Oh, 
That car is special. <laughs> it said special on it. Yes, it did say special on it. Um, the teacher is not right. The teacher is not right to say you should be part of a criminal exercise that aids cars being stolen and, you know, but, but okay. But he, the, he oversaw the, first off, the teacher didn't pick that car. Hamill did. He saw it. He said, that's the car. Yes. They were, they were there looking for the car. And that's why Hamill was, fell in love with it. It was his baby. We should call him Kenny. Well, listen, Kenny was the only high school student in that shop there who actually found the car, right? Like they were just like, da, 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 da. And he's like, no, this is it. We got to fix this What were they like? Da, 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 da. I said, does this, sir. I can't say that anymore. Da, 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 da. He walked right past the stingray. Ready to work. He's walked. He literally is, is beyond it. He walked past that. Now, he's not only ready to work, but he's going to drive a hard bargain. Michael Shannon. Hey, Jeff, Tony, get over here and meet a guy who knows what cars are all about. Well, all right. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry I beat you with I'm sorry I hit you with a chain. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry hey. my performance in Blade right? Runner. Look at that. <laughs> sorry, I thought listen, you were a replicator. Listen. Got you. That's 700 a week? Not enough. Eight fifty. So wait a minute. First week in advance. Eight fifty, and the first week in advance. There you go. Oh, all right. Let me check my envelope. I do the same thing. Thank goodness I had an envelope. Tell you what you work, right? Is he gonna go? Finding McGrath. Oh, all my worldly possessions. I don't understand this scene. She's throwing out stuff and saving the bag. I don't get it. Look at you all dressed up. Right. He's in his new... Ooh. Hot slikes. Look at him. Come, Come on, on babe. I'm taking you out. 89 cent breakfast, 24 hours. It has a boylesque as well. Let's go. <laughs> Look at him in his sunglasses inside. He looks good. He's got the Hamill look. That's right. He does have the Hamill look. And she does not. Not, well, you've seen Pretty Woman. Now, no, I didn't meet Annie. I meant the sales lady in the middle. I oh. <laughs> okay, so now we're in an expensive hotel that he's bought. He's got her a new dress and... And like she's like, what is going on? And then when she finds out, she's deflated from it. You know, I mean, she he was idealistic, he was young and innocent, he was looking for this car, he was driven and determined, he loved it. And now he's just given in to he's become part of the machine he's fighting kind of thing. It's not a bad movie. No, it's not. What what evolution? Okay, I'll tell you what this director did. Um, I don't know the the Legend of Billie Jean, amazing yeah, stories, big, big movie. Batteries not included. But he did Never Ending Story. No, amazing stories. The um, oh, Steven the TV Spielberg. show. Yeah, yeah. Off the ground, mimic in nineteen ninety seven. I don't know these. 
And then it's weird. He started in 20, 2011. He said, I'm doing Bollywood now. And he became a Bollywood director. That's great. Crimson Peak, he did. Rangoon. And then in 2022, he wrote the story for Pinocchio. But it's well, not which one? the anime, which... not Tom Hanks. Oh, all right. Carl, you're going to hate me. I have to step out. No, you can't. I hate you. Now you can see she's like, I guess it's good. He goes, wait, I'm a paying customer. You see how it's flipping here? You're a paying customer. So she's sad, but she still loves him. You're worth a lot more than Here's another, Here's another 50. More than that. So Mark doesn't, uh, Kenny doesn't kind of get that she's disappointed. This one's on the house. So it's kind of flipped. She was like, everything's money, be a prostitute, you know? And he was, a, you know, much more calmer than that. Mike, did you come back? Okay, so even though the night goes on, something's changed, and Vanessa is going to sort of disappear on Kenny. And he's like, you stole this van! He goes, are you kidding? Look at this for sale sign. Mike, are you back? I am, sir. Okay, this guy right now is an actor. The actor who we're seeing, let me just... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? His name is Morgan Upton, and he plays the guy. He was a stormtrooper in Star Wars, A New Hope. You know, the original Star Wars. Right. And he did other Star Wars stuff. But basically, Vanessa, she went on with the night. She was with him in the hotel room, but she's kind of like left him now. She sold her van and disappeared. Wow. Yeah, Mark so kind of doesn't yeah. have a place. So he's going to where she used to work. Right. Oh. Hey, Vanessa! Already we talk to me. All right, pal. Oh. So Vanessa's now quit her job, too. Now, th that guy was the concierge who you said his, his shirt was... Bright orange. Okay, so it's such a small world. He's just wandering through casinos looking for her, and of course he finds her. Right. Playing craps? Basically, she's being a call girl, an escort. And she's like, she's do I cool. know you? Wow. She does look good. She does, and it's because she has rouge under her cheek. Ah, uh, cover up that car accident. Right, from the car accident. Mr. Blanchard, I'm losing all your money. How about another drink? What the hell? What? Roslyn crap. Where did you get that dress? Oh, it's... Aw, craps. Oh, oh okay. commercial break. Just you finally went and did it, huh? Yeah, you're right, Carl. That was weird. Example. It's not appropriate to the flow of the scene. 
Yeah. No, because it was like a split second afterwards. So what's happening here is Kenny has seen that him turning to the dark side of the force has had an effect on Annie and Vanessa. And she is like, well, I guess I'll just be part of the machine too. So now he realizes. Right. Now, this, we don't see it right now, but you'll realize it later on. He changes his mind. He's not going to work for these guys and be part of the problem. And Oh, my God. Should have got off the pot. Now, look at, well, no, uh, he was the good guy. Then he had, um, it's called the uh, Whiff of Death. It's Hero's Darkest Hour when he was with McGrath. And he's about, he's, when he's with uh, Vanessa and sees what she's become, that's when the hero gets educated and sees a way forward for an act three. So it's gotcha. doing what it's supposed to do for as a movie. Oh, that's a great movie. Uh, what's it? Oh, you know, George, I'm using Joseph Campbell's uh, hero in a... Oh, great. <laughs> Let me take notes. So they're like, he was banging the body really hard. And they are like, what's wrong with the Kenny? And then they're like, come on, it's over beer time. And he ignores them. And he goes, fine, lock up when you leave. Like something's wrong with them, you know, they can tell. So here we are in the middle of the night and he's going to the gold Corvette. What do you think he's going to do? I don't know. Who we'll guess? That car. He well, wants is it that September car. or is it August? Because if it's, it's yeah, because if it's still August, that would, technically it would still be Corvette summer. Uh, yeah, well, this is still August. Oh, he's mailing the car. He's wrapping yeah, up he's, the car. That's right. He's going to ship it FedEx back to Mister McGrath. <laughs> oh, is he cherry redding the car? That's right. He's getting it back to what it was when it was stolen. His love. Is he going to paint the flames? Okay, around, yes, around the time of this movie, Mark Hamill said, I insisted on looking different. I am only interested in the car, not even any girl, until Annie Potts comes along. It's not a car movie. It's really a love story. I'm thrilled to be working with Annie Potts. She reminds me of Judy Holliday. She's a unique creature. Now, look, it's the morning. They're coming in. And what the fuck is this? Wait a minute. Where's my Goldmobile? Who the hell? What the hell? Now, look. See his intense look? It's just like you were talking about. Bam! Yeah. You're horrible in Blade Runner. Oof! You're <laughs> He's throwing wrenches. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. He could hurt the car. Yeah, he could hurt the car. Now, the thing is, why didn't he drive out of there in the middle of the night? Why did he wait for them? He wanted to beat their asses. Right. Spray yeah. paint! Oh, come on, man. That sucks. Oof. Now, I'm sure you're going to be like, oh, the torture these actors have to go through. I was just oh. about to say. <laughs> Sinatra oh, and Martin. Oh, and Dick Clark. Yep. Good Sinatra old rock and, and roll Martin. in yeah, person. Friends. Dick Clark in person. What a day. Now, I'm a little torn about this scene because this scene is kind of 
Okay, who's getting f She's shooting yeah. pornography now? Yes, flippers on, yeah. Why? Because they're doing a movie. You check it out. Oh, you are He doesn't. Now, apparently her outfit will change. You remember when we first joined, I said, I'm checking something out. Apparently her outfit changes from red to, I don't know. And she's got these flippers on. So I yeah. just like the fact that she's being manhandled. I think they could have done it in a different way and still he could have forced her out of there, you know? Oh, you, no one in the casino is like, oh, no, we can't have that. Like, like he could have, like, taken her purse that has her payment for this movie in it and run, and she would chase her. Right. I, they could have figured it a different way. Oh, he's got his car. He's got his girl. And he's heading home. He really is heading home. Yes, he is. I was not. Oh, yeah, what do you call it, a PG? It was not a movie. It was a short. Now, that's pretty funny, right? He's, right. you're in a porno movie. It's not a movie. It was a short. Solid. Okay. So Kim Ford shows up and finds all his guys beaten. Listen, I want you to know this guy was a vocalist for the Jeff Beck group, but only for six performances. He had his own band called Moon. But he was born with congenital heart defects. He died at age 37. Isn't that wow. something? Yeah. And he was starting a career. Um, right. He really did not get a chance to finish it. So, so are the bad guys going to follow them? Like, well, Kim Ford is, yes. Kim Ford's not letting him just get away with this stolen car. I mean, he took him into his family, and he he paid he his ridiculous eight fifty a week. Right. That's a lot. Well, I mean, he's but he feels like he's betrayed. I mean, honor among thieves. You don't fuck me. Do you think Mark Hamill's character would have enjoyed being a car thief? Uh, like, had he stayed in Las Vegas? I, I, knowing Kenny, I, I guess I think yeah. If he had really uh, gone on the dark side, I could see him thinking it's really cool to do the stealing act, like in Repo Man and stuff, or right. in Gone in 60 Seconds, the new one. I don't know. Look nice. at that. He finally, finally gets to flex that Corvette. That's right. Now, there's a lot of this in Las Vegas desert, but some of it is in California. Like, they're yeah. going to be on this highway that... And like it was really shot in both places. Another thing is the cars are going to get really dusty, dirty. But then when you go to overhead shots of them driving on the freeway, they're pristine clean. Mike, this was shot from July 25th until September 17. So you're right. It wasn't Corvette. It was like Corvette fall for the ending. Fucking Hollywood, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. L.A. plays for Vegas, fall plays for summer, day plays for night. Um, ha, oh, where's Next my – I got more Mark Hamill quotes. Where did they go? Here it yeah, is. 
Can you do it in the Mark Hamill Years voice? after the film came out. Corvette Summer is a great little picture and it's sort of title that's a misnomer because you sort of put it in a category when you first see it. And, oh, gee, it's quite nicely written and it's a romantic movie. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. I think uh, this got dismissed because he does have a weird face. For, for Man and A Idol, he has a... No, a he face. was... He was a teen idol. He was in Tiger Beat magazine. You don't think he's like a handsome young teen idol kind of look? I, I do, but you know, we have friends that are, look weird. Nothing wrong with it. Not me. Mark looks weird. Well. What is he shooting at us? Bam! Why is he shooting at us? Look at her bravado, man. I know, it's crazy. Well, you know, those flippers kind of give you extra confidence. <laughs> now, if we have disgustingly dusty dirty. But this is a nice shot, right? They do a U-turn around a bunch of rocks. Whoever mm -hmm. found out those rocks for the scene should get be applauded. Yeah. Took a lot of work to get them. That was the one million budget right there. Now dusty, look. dusty, dusty. See how clean it is? Yeah. That'll happen throughout. It'll be dusty. It'll be clean. This is a drive-in movie from the 70s, right? They're driving at the end, a little car chase. You know, it wasn't in drive-in drive-ins. It was in 450 right. legit straight-up theaters. It wasn't uh it would have been a good film for a drive-in. Yeah, I mean, you sit back and watch a car chase like this is pretty cool. Yeah. And kick it. Well, where how many more miles left in to Los Angeles? Where's the sign? We need a sign. Look at the pyramids. Yeah. See how it's all dusty, dirty? Now, look, the freeway ends. We're really in California now. I could tell you exactly where, but I don't know if we care. Uh... Stop. Good job. Yeah, all dusty. Oh, the sign's trying to tell me to do something. I don't know what it is. Stop, Mike, stop. Look, Ed Potts, P-O-T-S, right? backwards. Yeah, it's um, it's S-T-O, wait, 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 S? Her name has two T's, but if you take stop. P-O-T-S, stops, Potts, backwards. Oh, my yeah. God, Kenny, don't. They killed Kenny. You bastards. Are they playing chicken? Playing chicken! Trouble without a cars? You idiot. Now, who was chicken? Kim. Kim Ford was chicken. Now, no. it lands on its wheels. My balls. So okay, it lands on his wheels, so he's okay. He's okay. Listen, he would have been okay if it landed on the on the roof. They would have just been a uh you could hear his heartbeat and a POV of him opening his eyes and seeing like the person next to him. Yes. Boop, 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 boop. Now look, Mike, yeah. I think when I first saw this film, he's like, Oh my god, he's gonna kill himself. Yeah, he's looking at the gun. Barrel of the gun. Oh, that wasn't the Corvette, that was his car. He shot his car? Yeah, he just did like a stress 
he was letting off steam kind of thing. He was so like pissed pop off. The, he shot his pop own the pimple. You pop a pimple and it explodes. Oh, back to school. Yeah, this is my alma mater. Oh, you see this lady, this teacher here? I fucked her. (laughs) You can say it now. Was that Wendy Cho? She's died. She's since died, so I can say it now. Yeah. Now, look how they left it dusty. Yeah. To imply that it's hard work to get it back. Yeah. Movies are always like, hey, teenage kids drive cars all the time. Yup. And they drive them to school, and there's a student parking lot, and we just saw that and zapped again. Yeah, and there's always like the rich kid who has a rich car. Look what he does. Yeah. If you set off a fire alarm really in school, that's a big deal. That's a criminal offense. It is a criminal offense, but he's no longer a student. He's an adult hanging out in in high school. Doesn't mean okay, you're off the. Now look at McGrath. Oh shit! I'm fucked. There's oh, Wendy, we and there's hey, and there's Danny. Yeah. Wendy looks great. Okay, here's McGrath. No, it's the principal. Oh, this is the principal of photography. <laughs> yeah, this is the principal of photography. Thank you. I finally got a joke in. No. No, I'm not a student. God, everyone's so 70s cool in this shot. Yeah. Hey, wow. Hand pots look great. Yeah, he did what he set out to do. Let's just say I found it. Oh, he doesn't sell out the shop teacher? No. Talk to them. They are aware. No. They know a thing. Carl, wait a minute. Carl, why does the school is does he have a driver's license? Does he have license and registration? The school's not saying you drove this car without registration. If this no, at sixteen and a half, you could get your license in this time period. So he probably has it. Okay. But I'm saying like if I drive a Corvette and the cops pull me over, they're going to ask me for what? License, registration, and insurance. Right. But he has he has what? A license. You keep asking me if he has a license. I, I don't, It's never brought up no, in no, the no, film, but, he doesn't but have... of the age, he could have a license. I'm, I'm asking if he has the registration for the car. It's in the car because when they made the car, they you have to by law if you want to drive it on the street have it registered okay. and insured so it's probably okay. the high school paid for it so basically mcgrath is like hey are you in trouble do you need a job he's like anything to save his okay here's douchey okay regular oh no it's not douchey they passed the douchey <laughs> i certainly do he goes kenny so. tell me what i want to hear Goodbye, Mr. Gra- McGrath. He never tells him he's not going to say anything, but I don't think he is. Here's he's B- not going to. Here's Badushi. 
This is Anne Marie. I'm from Vallejo, and I'm, listening and I'm listening to, to Age in Christ. Christ. On Sundays. On Sundays. <laughs> Ugly Sundays. <laughs> Age in Christ. Peace, y'all. It's a mock. Sundays with Age, Age Zilla, and his boy Christ One.